Talk with Ben Tompkins. All right, here we go. What's good? This is Real Talk. I'm Ben Tompkins. We're presented by Nobody Currently, but these are the mixtape days, and that's going to change at some point, and I'm grinding hard to make that happen. But until then, we're unsigned. I'm so unsigned, it'll blow one's mind, and we're about to blow. I mean, each episode I come on here with such an energy and such an effort that eventually it's going to pay off. I've been saying it for over a year now. If you build it, they will come. We're building, building, building. I've built up to this point. It's very exciting. And um, the rest of this year, 2021, we're really going to try and capitalize on the things that I've been, we've been manifesting throughout this ride. So brand new people to the show. What's popping? Um, I'm up in Chicago, actually, at the time of this episode coming out. I'm taping it on a Monday, but it's being released on a Wednesday, as are all of the episodes of this beautiful show. And I'm up in Chicago right now doing Uber Stories Chicago, and this episode is going to be so amazing. It's going to be a two-parter, and I'm going to release it over the next two weeks. So next week and then the week after that will be parts one and two of Uber Stories Chicago. I'm really excited because I've been able to partner with a place called My Pie Pizza, and I'm going to get a very traditional experience with deep dish pizza. And, uh, you know, I'm doing some collab shit, some high-level influencer shit, okay? <laughs> I hate myself, too, okay? For, for It's like, God, I hate, you know, this, like, the influencer perception of... It's like a really ugly, nasty word and I'm just you know I look you gotta have fun with it but um I'm I'm I am I'm doing a little collaboration with them and so I'm gonna do some social media stuff while I'm there with them leave some glowing reviews on uh, Google and different places their Facebook page and then come on the episode and give them their own little segment to talk about them and the experience that we had and how their manager rich was awesome and helpful and um, I'm also trying to get at this point I don't have them I'm still working out some details with some of these other places, but I'm also trying to get linked up with a hot dog place because hot dogs are really, really popular. Portillo's is the one that everybody knows, but really people like go there for the cake shake more than the hot dogs, I think. Um, But I'm trying to link up with one of these really authentic Chicago hot dog restaurants. And then also donuts in Chicago are a huge deal. If you guys like Big Cat, you guys know that he's always posting about the donuts and there's donut shops in Chicago that are like some of the best in the world. So, you know, and and, and as I've gone from Atlanta to Nashville to now Chicago, and as I look forward to the future and what we're going to be doing when I go to Columbus or Cleveland or Indy or Cincy and some of these other cities that I'm going to be visiting this summer and beginning of the fall, I suppose, is I'm trying to link up with places that will give me a really authentic experience of the city that I'm going to be in because it is part of my experience being in the city, right? So it's not just, hey, I'm meeting all these people driving and I'm getting their stories and I'm walking around these really busy districts and parts of town to hand out and get connected with new people and have people scan these QR codes. And it's all that stuff, but it's also, hey, I'm going to the city and I love traveling. So I want to experience it as a traveler. So I want to go and uh, in Nashville, I was able to link up with the best hot chicken place in the city. And I also was um, down in Atlanta and of course, you know, pretty famously met 
40, Noah Shabib at Magic City on a Monday. Kind of a legendary story, chance encounter. It was awesome. And I got to try the wings down there and hang out at Sport and Social. And we were able to drink compliments of the company. Shout out to Molson Coors. But, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm doing all this stuff along the way. And I'm just like, you know, this is something that I need to be doing every city I go to. So, I'm really excited. We've got some really cool stuff planned. Also, the gyms. I was able to link up with a couple of Nashville gyms, so I'm doing the same thing in Chicago. Also going to be stopping in at Soul Cycle on Wednesday morning, so, you know, kind of get the vibes right before going hard as fuck for four days straight. I'm going to be there from Tuesday the 15th to Sunday the 20th. And so I've got uh, a lot of stuff planned, and um, I'm really looking forward to it. Chicago's a great city. I've been there so many times. We used to have family that lived up there, so we got to travel up there as kids a lot. Uh, I grew up a Bears fan. I mean, I ever since they signed Andy Dalton, I said, all right, that's it. I'm divorcing you. You guys fucking suck. I cannot take Mitchell Trubisky. I cannot. You, I Like, literally, as soon as Andy Dalton got signed and the PR um, social media team did the little Instagram post announcing the two-year signing and they had Andy Dalton in a Bears jersey I was like unfollowed like you are fucking unfollowed off of this I'm done with you guys and then they drafted Justin Fields and I was like ah <laughs> okay all right all right maybe I'll, I'll see what what we're doing here okay but uh yeah man I I just but I grew up a Bears fan and um I don't know, going to Cubs games and stuff whenever we would get the chance to go up there as kids. And Chicago is just really a city that I really enjoy and, and it kind of has a special place in my heart. I went to Lollapalooza in 2018. That was a pretty cool, um, that was a really great lineup. And shout out to the boy Shuddy. We took his private jet and uh, I got to ride up there and stay in some style. Check out Lollapalooza and... Uh, I uh, the lineup this year is pretty good, but uh, the baby and marshmallow and Elenium, but none of their really top build um, headliners are anybody that really moves my needle. Where I'm like, okay, I have to go. I cannot miss it. You know, if it was Drake or Kanye or Kygo, I'd be like, there's a really good chance I'd be like, oh fuck, I got, I got, I gotta go. There's nothing I can do. I gotta go. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I, I just Chicago. Getting back to Chicago, I love Chicago. I cannot wait to get up there. Just in, in I'm, I'm, I'm up there right now when uh, you're listening to this, so it's going to be a great episode. So I'm really, really looking forward to it. Anybody that's listening from Chicago, I'm going to be meeting people and handing out the cards. And a lot of times, people will go back and listen to the first episode that pops up whenever they they scan the QR code. Um, or click on any of the links and find me on social media. So you guys and girls are probably listening to this, and this is the first time that you're actually listening to me. So what's good? You know, it's good to meet you. I'm glad that uh, we had the chance to cross paths. And um, this uh, show, I'm pr- I'm sure I probably told you, but this show is Taxicab Confessions meets Doctor Phil. That's what it is. Uh, I get some crazy stories. I get some savage stories. I get some uh, really inspiring stories. I speak with people from all different walks of life, and I am getting closer and closer to getting a camera in the car and getting footage and being on YouTube. And uh, actually, one of my buddies, Nick Jordan, who I've worked with for a long time on on different uh, journalism stuff, different projects. 
Uh, he's been uh, the director for minor league ball clubs. He's worked with ESPN. He's doing freelance video and social media work right now. And he's really talented. And uh, we get along really well. And we even go as far back, obviously, to the University of Kentucky where we had journalism classes. But by the time I was a senior, I was hosting my own radio show and had grabbed Nick and uh, a couple of other people. But uh, Nick was like a ride or die every Sunday morning. We were up 9 a.m. in Lexington just getting reps on a Sunday morning as seniors and juniors in college. And uh, we've stayed friends and stayed in touch ever since then. And I called him up knowing that he's got a little bit of flexibility in his schedule right now while it's kind of a dead period in the summer. And I was like, hey, would you want to <laughs> would you want to crash in a king-size bed with me in the hotel room that I got up in Skokie, Illinois, and uh, grab some video and do some stuff and help me make a little promo video and uh, just kind of follow me around and tape some uh, interactions with me on the street and some of the reviews that we're going to be doing at some of these businesses? And would you want to tag along and do that? And um, it's not going to happen for the Chicago episode, but at some point in the next four months, it's either going to be Columbus or I may go back down to Nashville and do Nashville again, but um, he's going to tag along and I'm going to basically have a little, you know, two-man skeleton camera crew, him and myself, and uh, we're going to get some video shot and I think it'll be just monumentally um, and, and transcendentally like changing for the show because it's, it's one thing for me to tell you guys about it, but there's a little saying in sales, show, don't tell. And so as I've begun using some of the rider audio from, from the rides, um, that's a, a small way that I've been trying to show you. But when you really put it together and you see people smiling and you see me interacting and you just see, I don't know, all these little candid moments, it really makes for powerful storytelling. And, and the visual image of what I'm doing, it's easier for people to grasp like, holy fuck, this dude is like for real. This is some legit shit. Like, damn, this motherfucker cold. I'm like, man, don't you know, you know, I'm only getting colder. All right. We're a year older. And um, that's the whole point of today's episode. And so, yeah, I'm really excited about Chicago. There's some good things coming up. We're about to transition here in just a second. All the music on the show before I jump in, you can find it on Apple Music and Spotify. I've made a bunch of different playlists. It's what I listen to with my writers. If you're ever curious, hey, what do you guys listen to when you're in the car? I just made a happy birthday playlist. Half of it's very cheery. The back end of it is a little bit... Uh, there's some, uh, you know, sadder songs on there. Just kind of, it's a, it's a mood playlist, right? You're like, damn, it's your birthday. Why are you gonna get like, getting sad, draking and driving over here, and uh, not drinking and driving, draking and driving. Okay, boomers, I know you didn't probably hear that one right, and maybe you've never heard that reference, but let's just clear that up for a second. Um, <laughs> I subscribe to this theory. It's my birthday. I'll get high if I want to. It's my birthday. I'll cry if I want to. I'll do whatever the fuck I want. It's my birthday. And uh, yeah, there's just, I don't know, kind of a up and down mood that, uh, that uh, I went through. And you're going to hear why that is because this episode is the birthday special. And God, I have such a story for you. <laughs> I'm finally ready to laugh about it. And, and I'm going to laugh about it. And I hope that you guys will laugh about it with me here in just a second. But um, all the music on the show, find it at Benny Tomp 18 
It's on everywhere that you listen to music. Go check out some of those playlists. They're bangers. I, I put a lot of work into those. I think you'll enjoy them. Um, while I'm at it, I am on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, at BennyTomp18, and I'm also on Facebook and Instagram at RealTalkWBennyT. You can find a lot of the stuff that I'm doing, especially with my riders, hashtag IRideWithBennyT. Those are going up on TikTok and Instagram. Uh, follow along on the Facebook page. Drop me, drop me, please, 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 please. This is, you guys don't even know how much this helps me, but if you would be so kind to give me 30 seconds of your time, go to Apple Podcasts, and leave me a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps me out so much because people look at it. Potential advertisers look at it. Um, it just, it really, really, it, it, it's like a small, uh, it, it takes a small amount of effort or work from you, but it pays in such a major way that if you would please just be so kind to take 30 seconds out of your day and do that, it would really help me out. For my people that listen on Spotify or Google Podcasts or Amazon Podcasts or just SoundCloud people, you don't have Apple Music, you have an Android, um, I'm not going to make fun of you for that, even though I should, okay, Team Apple over here, but you could go to the Facebook page at Real Talk WBNT, and you could leave a rating and a review there also because that helps me out a lot as well. Um... One last thing before we jump into the story, uh, if you have anything that you would like to share with me, whether it be, hey, I'm kind of going through this thing, and could you maybe give me some advice, or what would you say to somebody that is experiencing this, or if you're a writer that's written with me and you want to follow up on something that we talked about, any kind of life advice related stuff, please email that to me, and I'll feature it on The Doctor Is In, a segment that I'm doing, and you can send those to realtalkwbennyt at gmail.com. Okay, and for anybody else that has Uber stories that you want to send to me, because here's the biggest other part of the show as it continues to develop. We're a full year into this thing now. We are leaps and bounds ahead of where we were a year ago. But moving forward, a big part of this show that I hope to grow and that I think is going to catch on and, and help be influential in catching this show on to a lot of other people outside of the regions that I'm reaching right now is people sending in their Uber stories because I know you have them. There's got to be something that's happened. Either, hey, my buddy projectile vomited on my Uber driver or my Uber driver did some crazy shit. You guys will not believe this. Like, I want to know about that stuff. And my listeners do as well. They're waiting patiently. They're eating popcorn. We're waiting on this segment to get rolling. And it is a listener-generated content segment. So that means I need you guys and girls to send me this stuff. And I would absolutely love to feature that and get that segment rolling. And we will. All right. I'm not worried about it. You know, it's been a few weeks since we had any submissions for the Dr. Resin segment. Segment, but like, I'm not worried about it. I, I really am not because I know at some point this shit's going to blow, this shit's finna pop. And when it does, I'm going to be so inundated with emails and stories and uh, requests for some advice that I'm going to be like, all right, we're going to get to two today. Everybody that sent them in, I'll get you on the next one. And there's going to be a wait list and there's going to be like standing room only, which is beautiful. It's, it's amazing. I can't wait till we get there. But until then, we just fucking put our head down and we're going to grind. Today's episode is called The Birthday Special because 
I just celebrated my 29th birthday. If uh, you were somebody that reached out to me and wished me a happy birthday, then I really just would like to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Seriously, thank you for thinking of me. Thank you for being a listener. Thank you for staying connected with me on social media. Thank you for... um, God, thank you for just thinking of me enough and feeling a strong enough connection where you wanted to reach out to me and let me know, hey, I'm thinking about you. Hey, you matter enough for me to um, give you some words or shoot you a note or let 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 me know, you know, let you know that I uh, you mean enough to me for me to to do to this, you know, and and that's awesome. So I had, you know, amongst different platforms of social media, even people on LinkedIn, like everybody that reached out, thank you. Seriously, thank you so fucking much. I really appreciate it. You guys really know how to make a guy feel special. And um, I, I, <laughs> I was slow to respond to everybody that did because I just, I put my phone on Do Not Disturb and I wanted to go out and spend my morning doing a birthday hike. And I talked about this on last week's episode. I was like, you know, I really just, I feel the most level-headed, clear-headed, kind of one with the universe on some Chris Farley, Beverly Hills ninja shit. When I go out in nature and I'm able to just kind of meditate and do some deep breathing and just do some mindfulness meditation and sit there and just, you know, it's like, I'll, I'll find a spot that I in that that just appeals to me. It speaks to me. I'm like, okay, this is it. I'm getting a good vibe from this place. I'm gonna walk here, sit down here, get comfortable, sit down, close my eyes, focus on my breath at first, some deep breaths at first, let it out, inhale, exhale, inhale, hold it, let it out. Okay. Then go to a more regular breathing, just calm, sitting there, not moving eyes still shut, and I want you to draw your attention to different sounds that you hear. And the beautiful thing is you can do this anywhere, whether it's in nature or whether it's in a big congested city, whether it's in your home and you're just listening to the little cracks and bumps and the cicadas right now in Louisville, you can hear them at least where where I live. I can hear the fucking cicadas when I walk upstairs outside. But like little things like that. And you know, if you're sitting in a park, you can hear a dog walking. You can hear a truck stopping. You can hear somebody honk their horn. You can hear a bumblebee going to pollinate these fucking flowers. Like, and your eyes are shut the whole time, but you're just drawing attention to these little places and trying to mentally locate it uh, with your eyes shut. And it really just helps you center and helps you focus. And anytime you start to get distracted and your mind starts to wander, and especially, you know, mine, I'm sitting here like, I'll just have these, you know, I'll just be focused, 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 and then I'll just be like, what was that guy's name that was in that TV show? I think he was also in that movie. What was that movie? It was like a 2006 movie. Uh, Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder what they're up to now. And then I'll just be like, wait a second, wait a second. What the fuck am I doing? I like, (laughs) wait. So then you just force yourself to come back to the breathing and you focus on that and you recenter. And then it's just, it's just a practice that I, that um, it's good for you, especially if you have ADHD or something like that. So I like to do that stuff. I really like to do that stuff and just kind of get my energy right. Go be out in nature and uh, just vibe out with 
life, man, more life. And so on my birthday, my my the day that I've been born, that's the thing that I want to feel is life. I want to be surrounded by it, whether it is people or animals or just the greenery that exists down in the Cumberland Gap. I want to go and be in the middle of that and just soak it all in. I sound like the biggest hippie ever, but you know what? I don't give a fuck. I I just, that makes me happy. And I feel very connected at that point with the universe and and with, you know, whatever you prescribe to, whatever kind of beliefs that you prescribe to religiously. um, You know, I'm sure it's the same thing for you. If you want to go and pray and that's what you choose to do once you kind of get out there and you find your spot, like that's great, you know, Um, do it because it, it makes you feel connected. And so that's what I was uh, that was that was what I was seeking, and so I get ready to go on this hike. I find a place that I want to go to. It's down in the Cumberland Gap, which is about a three-hour drive. Um, this this part of it, about a three-hour drive from Louisville, and it's really right where Tennessee, Kentucky, and Virginia all meet. There's like a tri-state peak trail that I could have taken, and I was right there at Virginia and, and Tennessee. Um, but it's about three hours away from Louisville. And Saturday morning I is my birthday. I turned 29 years old. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to get up. I'm going to take the dog. I've never taken... Our dog's name is McGregor. He's my little brother. I love him very much. You can definitely see him on my social media accounts, um, especially the pictures that I'm going to be referencing in this story. <laughs> They're up, all right? At BennyTomp18. Um, you can go and check those out. But there is... Um, there, I, I call him Greggy, and so I'm like, all right, I'm going to grab Greggy. He's going to spend the night Friday night. We're going to get up really early, and we're going to go and hike, and it's going to be exactly how I want to spend my birthday. So I pick him up on Friday night, and my brother had gone down to the lake, and so he was not there on Friday night. So I've got the condo to myself. I've got Greggy. We're hanging out. I set my alarm the next morning to get up and go at 5.30. So we were going to get up. I was going to shower and then we were going to hit the road so that we could hit the trailhead early, avoid the heat of the day, get after it and then come back and who knows what, you know. And I was I was planning um, a hike that was at least like six miles round trip, like three up and three back. And I was kind of wondering, how is he going to hold up? I've never taken him for a hike. And when we go on walks, I mean, he pants pretty hard. I'm like, I don't know about his fitness levels here, but I'm like, "Uh, well, you know, we'll we'll just, I'll feel it out. We'll see. And um, anyways, Friday night, we probably went to bed sometime between midnight and 1 a.m., Okay, just couldn't sleep. I just, you know, I, I really had awful sleep last week, and I think it was just being excited for the birthday and, um, you know, maybe some brain chemistry stuff going on there. But um, I don't know. I just, I really couldn't sleep. And so we stay up to like midnight, 1 a.m. Well, then he would not chill out. He would not stop. He would like, he would get up all hours of the night. And I just kept on waking up because he wouldn't, he, he'd be like, uh, like kind of half barking. Like he would think that something was out there and he'd be like, that's a terrible bark. But like, it wasn't really a bark, but he was, it, it sounded like he was like almost clearing his throat, like kind of like getting ready to bark. But he would like do this at the um, sliding doors in my room. And I'd be like, Greggy, stop, like go to bed. And he would get up and he would stick his head between the curtains 
And then he would go to the front door and I heard him like scratching at the front door. And I'm like, dude, I just, I just took you out before we went to bed. I take him out again and he pees and we came back. I laid back down. And this is around 1 a.m. We laid down in bed around 11, 11 p.m. that night and then didn't really fall asleep until 1 a.m. because I had to get back up and take him out. And so he continued to do this at just random hours and increments. I swear to God, I was waking up every 30 minutes. And finally at 4 a.m., I was like, all right, enough. Like, this is bullshit. I'm not getting any sleep. It's not going to do me any good to just ignore this and um, go back to bed for another hour and a half. I'm just going to go ahead and get up at 4 a.m. and take him out and shower. And just, we're just going to go. We're just going to get there earlier. And like, you know, I was fine with it because I'm really looking forward to this hike. I've been thinking about this all week long, and I'm like, this is going to put me back in the days when I used to go to the land of Medicine Buddha and go walk around and read the little meditation signs and sit in these little spots and just kind of go vibe out in the Santa Cruz Mountains. And so I'm going to recreate that feeling here, and I'm, I am I can't wait to get down there. So, hey, I got to get down there a little bit earlier. All right, cool, you know? Well, I walk outside. I'm about to take him out. And it's four in the morning, and all of a sudden I smell dog shit, and I'm just like, fuck, man. And he has taken a massive puddle of diarrhea shit (laughs) on the marble slab that extends from our fireplace in the condo. So I'm like, all right, well, at least it's not on carpet, at least it's not in my room, It's, it's kind of in the great common area, I was able to wipe it up and, you know, disinfect it and spray it down. And since it was a a clean, hard surface, it made it pretty easy. But still, you know, who wants to wake up at 4 a.m. on their birthday, having just gotten like three hours of legitimate sleep, four hours, and of, 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 of like absolutely interrupted sleep every 30 minutes. So not rested at all. And the first thing that you gotta do is clean up dog shit. And not just dog shit. Like, it's one thing to just pick up a couple of turds. I'm talking about wiping and scooping up fucking melted chocolate ice cream off of your fireplace. Like, that sucks. All right? That sucks. And for for those of you who are like, oh, my God, that's fucking graphic. Like, what can I say? I'm an artist with my words. I paint pictures for a living verbally, okay? Um, So, I'm like, man, uh, but, you know, I feel bad. I feel really bad because... I thought that he had gone to the bathroom. I thought that he had taken care of his business before I took him out, and um, he didn't. And so that's probably why he was scratching at the door, and I heard him kind of like barking and doing that stuff. But like also, he's done that before where he he will literally think that there's somebody or something out there and just kind of start doing that, and he'll just get like... It's like an energy that he gets where he just wants to go go see what it is and go check it out. And he gets restless and he won't want to come in bed. He'll he'll plop down on the floor. And as soon as he gets out of the bed, I'm just like, fuck, man. Like he'll want to get out of the room. He wants to roam around. He wants to go lay with Matt. And um, it's just really hard to get him to settle down. And I thought that's what it was happening. I didn't think that he was doing all that stuff because he needed to go out. Well, joke's on me, he did, and I felt bad about that. I'm like, man, I'm sorry. I'm I'm so sorry that you were in pain holding this in. You know, you're not feeling well. Diarrhea sucks no matter if you're a dog or a human being. And I'm like, all right, well, this day's off to just an absolute great start. <laughs> I shower, and we pack up the car, and we're ready to go, and it's about 
5 a.m. at this point, and I check the mailbox on my way out of the neighborhood, and what do you know? Federal jury duty. <laughs> A letter from the fucking court system saying, all right, Mr. Tompkins, you've been selected from this jury pool. You need to report to federal court at the Western District of the United States on this date, and you are uh, going to be there for at least four days. And I'm like, okay, so you're telling me that like I literally just got jury dutied on my fucking birthday? Like it's five in the morning and I've already had to clean up some diarrhea and now I just got jury duty. And I had filled out this questionnaire, like I had gotten um, uh, a notification saying, hey, you've been selected in this potential jury pool process, fill out this questionnaire and you may or may not be called on. I've never ever been had had to like go through jury duty or, or serve jury duty. So I'm like thinking, okay, it's probably a low percentage that, you know, I fill out this questionnaire and then I get selected on my very first time, right? <laughs> jokes on me, all right, jokes on me, um, you know, I open up the mailbox and there's this thing in response to the questionnaire that I'd filled out like probably a week and a half prior saying, hey, congratulations, you need a report on this date, this time, and I'm just like, awesome, so like, happy birthday to me, here's jury duty, all right, sweet, so we take off and we drive down to the Cumberland Gap, and the, the place that we were going was called the Pinnacle Overlook Trail. And it was about a seven and a half to eight mile hike round trip. I know I said six earlier, but at first I thought we were going to do this one. And then the more I realized like, hey, this is probably going to be hard for him. Um, there's an elevation that's pretty steep. I think it, it rose about 1,800 feet to get to the top. And it was like 3.4 there, 3.4 back. And some of it's gravel. And I'm just thinking, you know, this maybe isn't the best hiking trail to take McGregor on since this is his first time really going and hiking. So I look for another trail that's shorter. And I'm like, okay, well, here's one. Here's one. Okay, cool. Well, when we get down there, the address that I had gotten off of alltrails.com didn't take me to the trailhead. It took me straight up to the Pinnacle Trail Overlook. And that's the top of the mountain. So I'm like, well, hold on. We can't just start at the top. We've got to earn that view. So I didn't get out. I didn't go and look because I'm like, I, I, gotta, I haven't earned it, right? I'm, I'm, I'm really hard on myself where I feel like I, gotta, I really got to earn it. I really, really got to earn it. I'm a self-sadist in that sense. I'm a masochist. I, I absolutely just have to feel the strenuous part of hiking up to, to earning that view, right? So I'm like, fuck no, we're, we're not going to do this. So we drive around the park. We're trying to find trails that'll, that'll be, you know, lengthy enough to feel like, hey, we got up this morning and got after it, but not too difficult where it's going to kill us both, okay? So I finally found one. But driving around to the top and then back down and we stopped into the visitor center and then I was asking them about, hey, what are some trails that we could take? I'm trying to end here. And it was frustrating because everybody that I talked to was like, well, you just have to drive up to the Pinnacle Trail Overlook. And I'm like, well, but there's like four different trails that will take me up there that we can hike up. And they're like, oh, oh, well, yeah, you can hike it. Yeah. And I'm like, well, this is like a hiking place. 
Like, I came here to hike. I, I didn't come here to just drive up a mountain and then get out and just, like, kind of do some touristy shit and then get right back in and drive three hours back home. Like, I want to fucking hike, man. But all the people that I talked to in the visitor center were like, well, you just got to drive up there. Oh, yeah, you can hike. Yeah, yeah, people hike, sure. But it was like, why Why, why do you make it sound like no one does this? Like, what? So we drive around probably for 30 minutes around the park. It's a national park, the Cumberland Gap National Park. We drive around for probably 30 minutes till we find a trailhead that is going to be about a three-mile hike up and then like a three-mile hike back. So I'm like, okay, this is this this seems perfect. This seems perfect. We get there, we park, I get out, and I've got my phone, I've got my headphones. But I leave McGregor in the car, and I leave my keys in the car, and I shut the door, and I'm stretching, and I'm getting loose, and I'm doing some lunges, and I'm warming up my legs, and I'm just, you know, I want to be loose for this hike. Uh, At this point in my life, I'm 29 years old, going on 89 years old. My body just just needs a little bit of time to get warmed up and get loose and... uh, especially sitting in a car for a three-hour drive, like, you, you, you don't want to hit the trailhead stiff and just warm up as you go. I'm trying to be warm on this bitch as soon as we hit the trail so that we can just dust people. So I'm doing some lunges, and, and as I'm looking back at the car, McGregor is sitting up in the front seat, in my seat, in the driver's seat, and he's starting to scratch at the window because he sees me kind of walking away and kind of jogging, and he wants out. He wants out. And he's like, please, don't leave me, brother. Why are you leaving me in the car? And I would clap my hands a couple times to get him to stop, and then he would stop scratching at the window, and I'm like, man, come on, man, chill out. I'll, I'll be right there. I'll be right there. I'm almost done. Well, at some point during all of this, I mean, I may be stretching for 10 minutes, man. He has stood up on the panel and the ledge of the, the door, and he has accidentally pressed the lock button with his paw, and my keys are sitting right in the little like door handle groove uh, of my door. And so they're inside the car, and he has just now locked himself in my car. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know this until I walk over there. But finally, you know, he's scratching at the window, and I'm loose. And so I walk over there to open it up, and I'm like, all right, all right, here, 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 like, let's go. Door's locked. I'm like, no, no, this can't be happening. Pull it again. I'm like, yeah, you weren't dreaming, dude. That door is fucking locked. I walk to the back. I try to open up the door. Locked. Trunk. Locked. Both the other doors on the other side of the car. Locked. Greggy's just sitting in the front seat, just watching me like, what the hell is this idiot doing? Looking innocent, but yet so guilty all at once but yet so cute that I'm just like, did you really just fucking lock me in this car? Is this really happening right now? Yeah, it's locked. And I'm pushing the button on the thing to see if it'll open, and it's just giving me this like beeping sound that that won't let me unlock it. I don't have a spare set of keys to this car. Uh, I'm three hours away from home, and there's literally nobody else in this parking lot. So <laughs> I'm on my own, and now I'm at the trailhead, And it was frustrating because I had driven three hours and I had spent probably another 30 minutes to an hour trying to figure out how, what, what path we were going to go on, what trail to take, where it started, where it would end. And then we get there and I literally am ready to go. I'm warmed up and 
the door is locked, and my little brother McGregor is locked himself in the car. <laughs> what would you do? What would you do? Now, I was very lucky in that I had my cell phone because I was listening to music, and so my cell phone is sitting on top of the car. Now, thank God I had my cell phone. Otherwise, I really would have been fucked. Like, who knows how long I would have been waiting there until somebody showed up and been like, hey, excuse me, can I use your cell phone? Um, but I called AAA because I'm a AAA member, and I, I call them up and I say, hey, I just... My dog locked me in the car. He locked himself in the car. The keys are in the car. I'm at the Cumberland Gap National Park, and I'm sitting in this parking lot. What's the soonest that you could have somebody out here to open up the door? And they said, "Uh, well, it'll be about an hour and a half. That's that's the location of our closest driver to you right now. Uh, He's about an hour and a half away from you. And at this point, like, my heart just kind of sinks. Because I'm like thinking I'm going to have to wait until this person gets there. And I was just so excited for this to happen. And I'm literally about to walk and start on this fucking thing. And then this happens. And just the thought of delaying this 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 thing for an hour and a half and waiting on somebody to show up. And just, you know, the other thing is like, thank God that it was so early in the morning that it wasn't hot. You know, by the time we get there to the park, it's about 8, 8, 15, 8.30-ish, somewhere in there. So this is all happening around about 9 or 9.15-ish when when we're I'm at the point where I'm on the phone with these people. And I'm lucky that it was still cool enough in the morning that it wasn't like a hot day, like the heat of the day where McGregor's in the car and he's locked in and he can't get out. I'm like, dude, if that was a fucking hotter day or, or something like he that he could die he could die uh if it was a child that had locked the car like they could die so I'm like what would I have done then like broken the window I guess I would have had to but I'm on the phone with AAA and I'm like all right well let me do this let me call somebody locally see if they can be here sooner and just see if there's even somebody locally that'll do it on a Saturday morning and um you please plan on coming here. I will call you back within 15 minutes and let you know, hey, don't come or hey, you know, if you if like just plan on coming. So just get ready and I'll I'll uh, call you back in 15 minutes. Get off the phone with them. I look in the car at McGregor and there's this substance that's on the front seat. And I'm looking at it and I'm thinking like, what the fuck is that? Did he get into the food? Because there is a bag of food that, that was sitting in the back seat with a little water bowl and you know some stuff that I was going to take with me in my backpack. And the food was accessible to him. Like he could have ripped it open. And he's got like dry food and then he's got like this topper that uh, we, we give to him and it helps him kind of eat. He's a weird picky eater, but like he loves this topper. And so there's parts of what looked like topper. And I'm thinking like, did he get into that food bag? Like, well, where's the bag? I can't see it. My back windows to the rear seats have curtains that go up and the windows are tinted. So it's really, really hard to actually see into the back seat. And I'm like thinking, I, I, I mean, I couldn't probably see the bag if I tried. I can only see the front seat and there's stuff all over it that looks like, uh, I don't know. I, I it it kind of looks like vomit. I'm I'm praying that it it it's not vomit because I was like, why would he throw up? 
Like, uh, that doesn't make sense. Like, he didn't seem like he was sick, but why would he? No, that's got to be food or something. I don't know. But he's sitting, he's laying down in my driver's seat, and I took a picture of him where he's looking at me, and he just looks like, I'm just like, oh my. I could never be mad at him because of the way that he looks, but he's looking at me like he's saying, brother, I don't feel well. And there's like this this unknown, at this point, substance on the passenger seat and on the carpet, and I'm just thinking, oh man, I hope somebody can be here sooner. I hope I don't have to wait an hour and a half. Call up someplace. Guy says that he can be there in 10 minutes. I'm like, oh, that is amazing. He says it'll be $30 cash. I'm like, all right, cool. I know in my wallet I've got a 50 and two 20s. So I'm like, all right, I've got 30 bucks. This guy's going to come. So at this point, from the moment that I realize that Greggy has locked himself in the car to the point that this guy shows up and is working on the car to unlock the door, it's probably been about 30 minutes, okay? And he shows up, he unlocks the door, and I'm like, oh, thank you. I tell him that it's my birthday while we're standing there talking, so he knows that it's my birthday, and I'm like kind of joking, laughing it off at this point, like, yeah, man, you know, it's my birthday, we came down here to do this, and then this happened right when we were about to start, so, you know, what can I fucking do, you know? And he's like laughing, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then he gets the door open and he says, all right, 30 bucks. And I'm like, all right, cool. Do you have 10 um, cash? Because I got two 20s. And he's like, no. And I'm like, what kind of a person are you? You don't have cash on you? Are you serious? I didn't say that, but I'm like thinking that in my mind. I'm like, really? You don't have cash? And he's like, no, man, I'm sorry, you know. And he's like, we can ride up to a gas station or something and you know, at this point, I'm I'm just I'm so ready to start, and I've I've called AAA back to tell them, hey, please don't come. Uh, I got somebody that's on their way, and I've now had to, you know, I, I transitioned mentally from thinking this is going to take me like two more hours to start. I've already wasted all this time driving around trying to find this fucking trailhead that we're going to take, and so now I just I'm just so ready to actually just start on the thing that I came here to do that I'm like, here, man, take the forty dollars and thank you for coming and you know thanks a lot. And he was like, all right, man, hey, have, you know, have a good one, you know, happy birthday. He literally fucking said that to me, like happy birthday, and I could have been like, hey, man, would I got two twenties, um, you know, why don't you be a pal and give me ten dollars off for my birthday and take a twenty dollar bill, but. And I, I, you know, honestly, guy probably would have done it, but I was just so like, I'm just like defeated at this point. I'm just like, man, here, just take my money and thank you. And, you know, yeah, happy birthday to me. So when he gets the car door unlocked, that's when I went into the car for the first time to grab my wallet. And when I opened up the door for the first time, the smell of dog shit hit me so hard in the face, I literally almost dropped to my knees. It was so repugnant and overwhelming, and it just hit me, and I I just, like, I, I, I got queasy, and I was like, oh. And for the first time, I looked in the back seat, and I saw the two biggest piles of diarrhea dog shit that I've ever seen in my life. It looked like two dogs had shit back there because there was so much of it. And Greggy is sitting in the driver's seat and 
I, I don't even have time to process this yet because I'm grabbing my wallet and I'm dealing with this driver and I give him my 40 bucks. And so after he leaves, I then put my wallet back in the car and I open up the back door and I unlock the rest of the car and I look at this thing and man, I'm, I'm really lucky because it had rained the night before and it kind of rained in the morning and my mom had given me this seat cover to put in the back seat and it goes along the headrests and then covers the back seat and so I put this thing on in anticipation of Greggy being a little bit muddy or wet and I'm so thankful that I did that but as I open up the door and really have some time to assess the damage back there on this seat cover there are two separate piles of dog shit that are just intimidatingly large (laughs) and I'm like dude are you fucking serious? So, the car smells like dog shit. Um, he, now, somehow, it, it was almost like he literally took a shit in one seat, okay, behind the driver's seat, walked to the other kind of side of the car, behind the passenger side seat, took another diarrhea shit there, and then jumped up to the front seat, where he then proceeded to throw up all over the passenger seat. So, I was able to confirm that, yes, it was dog vomit that was all over my front seat between the seat and the center console, which was really fucking hard to get up. Um, He even did it on the center console itself, which was then really disgusting because I opened up the center console and where it kind of like opens up, it's not like one that just opens straight up and lifts up. I pressed two little buttons and it kind of flaps open. So where they meet, there's this um, little line of like uncovered uh, console material or whatever. I don't. And where he is thrown up, there is like a line on the stuff that's in the center console, mainly my wallet and like the stuff that's sitting up in this little wallet drawer that's just like a line of throw up where it seeped through. And I'm just like, fuck, man. And like, how can I be, obviously I'm pissed off. I'm pissed off that I just had to wait to get this car open. I'm pissed off that I thought it was going to be a lot longer. I'm glad that it was only 10 minutes that I had to wait, but I'm pissed off that I had to pay more money to do it. And then I open up the car door and there's shit all over the place, shit in the back seat, vomit in the front seat. Not only that, I'm where he was scratching at my at the driver's side door. Um, he scratched it so hard. I didn't realize this, but he scratched it so hard that it scratched the glass. There's so there's like three like really deep scratches on the glass that he put there, and then on the leather paneling on on the door itself there's scratch marks on the leather. And I'm just like, fuck, man. Like, it's one thing to get sick in the car. I'm like, okay, that sucks. I can clean that. But now, there's damage to the car. And I got to look at these scratch marks and just forever know. And it's not big enough or significant enough that it, 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 you know, it's bothersome to anybody else but me. It's like, you know, when you, it's it's like there's a stain in the carpet that is like 95% out, but, no one else will notice, but you know it's there. And so you're like, fuck, man. Every time you look at it, you're just kind of sick to your stomach. You're just like, fuck. <laughs> That's how I'm looking at the car doors. And I'm like, dude, in 30 minutes, this dude shit all over the car, puked all over the car, scratched the car up, locked himself inside the car, locked me out of the car. <laughs> and now I'm just like, man, so 
I just take the back seat cover off, roll it up, put it in the trunk. I just leave. I kind of like, I keep a bunch of microfiber towels in the car, um, the, the glove box. So I wipe off the front seat as best as I could and finally grab him. And I'm just like, all right, man, let's hit the trail. It's time. I, I, I can't believe where we're at right now, but at least, you know, we're good, whatever. Well, as soon as we get on the trail, man, I'm talking like maybe 10 or 15 yards into this thing. He starts dry heaving again. And I'm just like, fuck. He's really working up some just absolutely disgusting bile. He finally gets it up on probably like his 10th or 11th heave. And I'm like, just kind of petting him, you know, on the on the back. Like, it's okay. It's okay. I'm sorry, buddy. Like, I really felt bad. As mad as I am at everything that's happened, like... You know, my dog feels bad, you know, it's, it, and it's not that he did it on purpose. It's just like he's not feeling well, and that's what, what what's happening. So I'm like, I'm mad that it's happening to me, but I'm not mad at him necessarily. I'm just, you know, just kind of frustrated in general. But now he's driving, and I'm just like, oh, buddy. And we start walking a little bit, maybe a couple more steps, and he just starts driving again. I'm just like, man, like if this continues to happen, there's no way that I could try and get him to do this so I'm like all right well we'll try it again and if he dry heaves like a couple more times and and like it's not stopping then we're just gonna get back in the car drive up to the overlook take the pictures (laughs) and then like I'm just like let's just get the fuck out of here you know well he's fine after a few heaves he gets out you know a little bit of mouthfuls of this stuff we start going and uh, he did fine. I mean, he really did fine. And we probably hiked all in all. Now, this is ridiculous. And, of course, I just kept on getting more and more frustrated as we went along. And um, because the the trails were so poorly mapped out and, like, marked. You know when you get on a trail and there's a sign that that is giving you directions to different trails. And you're looking at the arrows and you're like, wait a second. Do those arrows... Is that saying, like, does that mean go straight? Or is that pointing that way? Like, if it can be interpreted as either way, you have a fucking problem, and maybe you should make some better signs that are a little bit more clear to people. Because literally, people are getting lost out here. And I swear to God, it was not just me. I saw two other people on the trails as I'm going along. Everybody loved McGregor, by the way. And he's, like, basking in everybody, praising him. Oh, he's such a handsome boy. Oh, is it a boy or a girl? What's their name? Like... He's just soaking it up, hamming it up, and I'm just like laughing like, if you guys only knew the fucking morning we've been having, like he is not a good dog today, all right? He's not a good boy. But I'm stopping to talk to these people, and we're literally looking at the same things like, how is that marked? Is that saying go there? Like, man, honestly, I don't know either. Like, this is our first time here. So there's like multiple people that are struggling to figure out how to go. And I'm directionally challenged as it is. I mean, as an Uber driver, even in my own city, you would think that I have it down, but I literally take ways everywhere I go. It's embarrassing how much I have to rely on maps to get to where I'm going. Um, even places that I know, like in the vicinity, I'm like, oh, okay, this is on Shelbyville Road. Cool. I just, I don't know. I just go. And I fucked up because I didn't use the all trails mapping, uh, app where you can literally see where you are. And if you take a wrong turn, like you can follow along in real time with GPS tracking. I didn't have that. I'm just trying to go off these, you know, paper, 
paper trails and and it's just not working. So I've literally gone down these different paths, figured out that it was not the right one, have to backtrack. I do this probably three times until I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get lost. I don't want to take too many wrong turns off of at least how I know to get back to my car, which again, parking lots are my worst enemy. If I have to park in a parking lot that isn't you know, I can walk out and see where I park my car. If it's like a parking garage or games or something like that, I lose my car all the fucking time. It is so frustrating. I'll walk around a fucking parking garage for like level by level for 30 minutes, wasting my fucking time. Even when I take a picture of this shit, I'll be like, wait, but where's that picture taken? <laughs> like, it's it's so bad. It's so bad. I've got such a bad memory. And so I'm like, I don't want to get too far off of this trail I know how to get back. I can't find the way that we're going. He's probably not in any condition to go on like this six-mile round-trip hike that I thought we were going to go on. So I said, you know what? Here's what we're going to do. Let's just, I'm going to find a place that just speaks to me along this path that we're on. I'm going to find a place where we can just go and sit down and just vibe out. And up until this point, I've really been struggling to like kind of laugh it off. I'm 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 seriously I was so frustrated. Like I was so pissed off. And again, not at McGregor, but just pissed off at the way that the day started. I'm tired. I'm a little bit cranky. I've wanted to get on this and I've been looking forward to this and then like I get to this day and then it literally just turns into a literal shit show. And so I'm like, "Man, this is but I'm telling myself like, "Hey, dude, listen. We came here because this is something that we wanted to do. Now you're doing it." So now that you're actually on the trails, please enjoy this. Please get out of your own head for the time that you've just taken to get here and enjoy this. Don't let the events of this morning ruin your experience now that we're actually doing the thing that we came here to do. So can we do that, please? Can we enjoy this? Are you going to stop the fucking pity party and stop the, 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 the poor me shit? Okay, yeah, I'm pissed off, right? But are you going to let that get in the way of you enjoying yourself now that you're actually here doing the thing that you wanted to do for a couple weeks? I'm having this conversation in my head. And I'm, I'm actually, you know what? I, I'm not even going to lie. I'm literally speaking this stuff out on the forest floor, walking along and just having this dialogue with myself. So we find a place. I find a place that speaks to me. And for some reason, um, I like to find places that are close to water, but there were no immediate sources of water along this hike. But I'm also really drawn to the darkest parts of the forest. I don't know why that is. I, I, I Take what you want from that. And maybe somebody uh, with a PhD in psychology or somebody smarter than me can analyze that and tell me what that means about me. But I'm drawn to the darkness. You know, I think I know what that means, right? But like, take from that what you will. But I, I don't know. There's, I, I just, there's something about, to me, finding a place to kind of sit down where you can just tell that the forest just gets darker because there's taller trees, it's more shaded, you're kind of getting to a more quiet place. And I think that's really what it is, more than like me being attracted to darkness. I think it's the seclusion that I'm really attracted to and drawn to because nobody wants to spend time in the darkest parts of the forest. It's kind of scary in there. But 
for some reason, I'm just like, man, I just want to get away from everybody else. That's really what it was all about, was just like, I just want to get away from everybody else. It's kind of sad that I would want to do that on my birthday. Maybe it is. But I just wanted to vibe out, and I just wanted to kind of like check in with myself and center and be in nature and be with McGregor. And so I was able to find this really secluded part of the forest that just like with each step got darker and darker and darker, like the contrast inside of this little place. And it was amongst some really tall trees, some really big trees. There was a big fat rock. And so I was able to sit down and I poured him some water and I held the leash and I just closed my eyes and tried my best to practice the mindfulness meditation exercise that I broke down for you um, a little bit ago in the beginning of this episode. It was a little bit harder because I've got a dog who's on a leash, who's walking around. And so as as much as I would have liked to just be completely still, um, you know, I didn't want to take him off the leash and risk him running off or something. So I, not that he would have done that. He's a really well-behaved dog, but um, I just held on to him. And uh, I spent maybe 10, 15 minutes there and I just kind of talked to myself. I talked to him. And then I was just kind of like, okay, I think we're good. I think I'm good. I, I came here to do what I wanted to do. And I was really proud of myself for not letting the morning ruin that part of it. And I was, I was able to kind of get past it. Um, so we go back to the car. We hike back to the car. And all in all, I mean... For as many of the paths that I walked down and then realized wasn't mine and had to circle back to the main one, we probably did trek about a mile and a half between all that stuff. And I just thought, you know, this is perfect, you know, because I've literally talked about this so much on the show is, and I talk about this to people, and I really genuinely have this belief that in life, if you're willing to take risks and you're willing to try new things and if you're willing to fail, okay, or at least be open to the possibility of failure, or, hey, I'm going to try this thing and I don't know if I'll be good or not at it, but at least I'll know for sure one way or the other. At least I'll know, right? Um, for people like that, you end up going down paths that ultimately are not your own. And then you simply turn around and you get back to the main path. And then you relaunch. You you continue you know, forward, right? So I'm like, this is a perfect metaphor for literally how I'm living my life. And... Uh, we get back to the car. Of course, you know, I also keep some osium in the car. That's like a, a, a scent, uh, odorizing, deodorizing spray, whatever. So it didn't smell too bad when we got back because I'd sprayed a bunch of it. And um, we get back in and we drive up to the top and uh, we hop out. And it was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. Highly recommend you going to this place, checking it out for yourself. And if you're there early enough in the morning, you still have a lot of the fog that's kind of creeping over the mountains. And I always think that it, it looks like um, spider webs. So I get really like, I can give myself the shivers thinking about looking at these mountains and the fog that's like collected over them and imagining that to be a spider web and then imagining how fucking big a spider would be crawling like over the canyon 
and into these webs and you just see this huge arachnid like the 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 front legs first you know like slowly moving over these mountains and it's so big that it's literally walking over the mountains to get to get closer and closer to you and then like you just see this massive body of the spider like coming over the and i'm just like oh like uh, but I, I don't know so i i just think like, that's what it looks like to me but it looks beautiful it looks beautiful <laughs> And we hang out there at the top, and of course, everybody's, you know, wanting to say hello to McGregor, and he's just kind of hopping up on on the little thing, and he's trying to look over, and I pick him up, and I let him look, and he's looking at the birds, and he's imagining all the squirrels that are in the trees, and all of his friends in the forest that he can't see, but he knows that are there, and I'm just kind of holding him like a baby, and, you know, we got some good pictures, and then we (laughs) got back in the car, and we drove home. And um, actually, before we drove home, um, I looked up the nearest Chick-fil-A. <laughs> and we drove to Lincoln Memorial University, LMU, some small school that was like six minutes away from where we were in the parking lot. So it was really close. And I went to the student center and it was actually a pretty cool campus. I don't know how big it is, but it sits up kind of like in the mountains a little bit. And so I grabbed some Chick-fil-A go find a parking spot that sits up and it has a view and I ate some Chick-fil-A and that was like the first kind of birthday meal of the day for me and then after I was done we drove back home three hours and um got home and I I was just man I was so tired I was like at this point the pictures are great but I'm like man that day did not go how I planned um I spoke with my girlfriend and I literally cried on the phone because I was just like, dude, so tired, so emotional. And I'm like, why does this happen to me? Like, I literally, I thought that I was going to be locked out of my car for an hour and a half. And and it really just, that feeling like I'm ready to do the thing and then wait a second, this thing happens that like derails my plans or potentially derails my plans and it triggers this response in me that I felt at different points where I'll be talking about doing something. And like, this is part of being a public figure is I'll be talking about something that I'm going to do for a couple weeks leading up to the event. And so I've been talking about it. I've been hyping it up. I have to give an update on it. I, I can't just be like, you know act like I didn't just spend a couple of weeks and segments talking about this thing that I've been looking forward to and then like have it happen. And then people are like, Hey, what happened? Like, you know, give us the fucking story, man. Like what happened? Like you just went silent on that. Like, did that not happen? Or like, and I've had that happen where like, you know, I flew in for the Derby and then, you know, ran this half marathon and was so excited to fly this girl in and then cracked my fucking tooth getting blackout drunk the day that I ran the half marathon and um, had this really embarrassing end of the story that I had to update with. And it's like, well, now the anxiety of, of of not saying anything is so extreme that I feel like shit. I literally am just like hiding from the world at this point. That's what it feels like. But I also can't yet work up the courage to admit this very public and and very embarrassing defeat, which fucking sucks. If I'm a private person, I don't have to tell anybody except the people that I'm going to see and no one else will know and I can kind of hide it 
these things that happen to us that we're not proud of, that sometimes it's just circumstance or and sometimes it's it's a fault of our own and it's a self-defeat. But if I'm a private person that doesn't broadcast their life, then it doesn't matter. No one has to know. But because I host this podcast and I'm active on social media and I've been talking and hyping this thing up, well, now people know about it. Now people are going to want to know what happened. Now people are going to want the rest of the story. And I'm just sitting here like, God, this just sucks that I, I all this stuff happened. And now I'm like, you know, thinking about all these other times in my life where I've had this happen and I've had to share this embarrassing thing, like the tin roof bathroom thing, you know, we were taking all these pictures in inside the place and I took pictures with multiple people and it was like all eyes were kind of on me at that point, right? Because people are, now they're rolling their eyes. They're like, look at this fucking guy and his group of 25 people and his little entourage and they're taking pictures with the flash on and, you know, who do they think they are? And then later there's another picture that's taken that is very, very unflattering and haunting and it's like, fuck, like, why, why, why? Like, why does this happen to me? Like, sometimes it's my fault. Sometimes shit just happens. This was literally, literally, I mean, I'm literally Forrest Gump, like, shit happened, right? And he's like, sometimes. I'm like, fuck, man. <sighs> but I get home, and I've spoken to my girlfriend. I've, I've kind of like, I literally cried. I, I literally like it was that rough of a morning. I I I was just like, why does this happen to me? Like So the story is almost over. But I would be remiss if I didn't give you the last tidbit because literally from 4 a.m. to beyond 4 p.m., I was dealing with Greggy's shit all day long. It created issues for me that I then had to clean up where I take him on a little walk. He needs to go out. We've been back home for a little bit. I have just kind of cleaned up the front seat a little bit better with some disinfectant wipes. Um, I went up and vacuumed out what I could and then and then wiped it down. Um, get back, haven't showered yet. I go to take out this trash bag and I go to take Greggy on a little walk. Well, in the neighborhood, there's like a couple community dumpsters. And I walk to the one that I usually take the garbage out to, and next to it is a little pond in the neighborhood where, you know, there's a couple benches, and people can go and walk their dogs around it, and and whatever. Well, because we were on the trail, I had taken um, this little attachment that goes onto the leash that, that I used for McGregor, and I stuck it in my backpack so that I didn't have to hear it clank around the whole time. And when I get back home, I still haven't, like, I've unloaded my backpack from the car, but I haven't unloaded the contents of my backpack yet. So I don't have a trash bag. And I really wasn't expecting him to have to use the restroom. I was just like, let's just go for a little walk. And, you know, I think you're feeling better now. So let's just, you know, move. Well, we get over there and he has to potty again. And he squirts out just a little bit of diarrhea. I'm talking like, a little. I mean, I'm like, dude, at this point, I'm impressed that you even have more because you've, you know, had three volcano lava shits all over my fucking properties. And I'm quite frankly impressed that you even have more in you. Like, wow. He gets out. I'm, I'm talking to like a little bit and it's diarrhea. 
So I'm like, man, I'm not going to clean that up. How, how can you possibly clean that up? If it's solid shit, they have like community trash bags that are really close, walking distance, that I can go and grab one. And had he left turds, absolutely, I would have done that. And it's frustrating because I am... I, I really am diligent about picking up after my dog, you know, and he doesn't come and stay with us all the time, but like when he does and he takes a shit in this like particular place in our side yard that he likes to go, I always pick up after him, walk it immediately to this dumpster, throw it away, and we kind of go on our little walk and he's able to kind of like, you know, take in the sights and I'm just, I'm so diligent about it because I'm not the dude that does not pick up after his dog. I think that is such a piece of shit move, literally and figuratively, if you don't do that. And it's one of those things that's just like a common decency. Like, don't leave your fucking grocery cart in the middle of a parking space where somebody could, has to get out and then like clean up after your mess, right? Don't do the same thing with your dog where somebody has to come behind you and clean up after your dog or potentially step in dog shit. Like, that's not cool. That's not cool. But because it's diarrhea, I'm like, dude, there's nothing I can do. There's literally nothing I can do. Well, as I'm on the phone with Maddie, I've got my earphones in. I'm speaking to her via Bluetooth. And this lady who lives at the front of the neighborhood, who literally tends to her garden every day I see her out there, and she probably has about seven or eight signs that say no pee, that she is really put a lot of time and effort into them. They're like small little chalkboard signs, handwritten notes that say no pee because she does not want any dogs to come over here and piss in her garden. This is the woman (laughs) that approaches me that makes me take out my earphone because she's standing there talking. I can tell that she's not going to go away. She's not like coming up to say hello or beautiful dog or she's like standing there expecting conversation. And she's kind of watched me walk away from this small pile of dog diarrhea in the grass. And she's like, are you going to clean that up? And I'm like, well, no, it's diarrhea. And she's like, well, that doesn't matter. You need to clean that up. And I was like, but it's diarrhea. Like, what are the, what's there to clean up? Like, I can't scoop. How am I supposed to scoop up a liquid? Like, that's, that doesn't make sense. And she's like, well, you know, I'm telling you this because I'm being nice, okay, but it's a $150 fine and people have really been cracking down. The board has really been cracking down on people that don't clean up after your dog. Like, are you new here? How long have you lived here? Literally, this bitch said, who do you know here? I'm like, what the fuck? Like, bitch, I wave to you all the fucking time when I see you up there, like, updating your little fucking no peace signs. So don't act brand new like you've never seen me before. Like, what is this? I'm like, lady, listen, it's diarrhea. I don't know what you expect me to do. It's unfortunate that you're coming over here and cracking down on me, and you think that I'm guy that doesn't pick up after his dog, but I can assure you that is not me. You literally caught me at the one time that I didn't do it because it's diarrhea. It's a fucking liquid laying in the grass, and it's very unfortunate, and I, 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 like, I'm sorry, but that's kind of ridiculous that you want me to, to, to go grab a bag and clean it up. And she's like, well, here, I'll I'll do it for you. And I was like, no, no, no. I'm going to go get the bag. I'll do it myself, okay? But 
this is ridiculous. There's, I, I don't know how you expect me to clean it up. Like, I'm, I'm literally dumbfounded that this lady is like standing there, like, you need to clean it up, or, or else, you know, I, I could mention something to the board about this, you know. So I go over to the bag dispensing thing, grab one of the bags. She's kind of like taking a few steps away. I go over there and I bend down and I do my best. I absolutely genuinely try and do my best to scoop up what I could. And you know what I got in the fucking bag? Nothing. I got dog shit residue, a couple pieces of grass, and it it literally just looked like raindrops of shit on this bag. And I walk towards this lady and I'm like, here you go. You know, and this is where I am. Like I've, I've talked about, and I've called myself the kid with the motor mouth before. And this is why, because in situations like this, I talk back and I push back against authority. And especially in cases where I feel like you're telling me to do something just for show. It has no use. It has no purpose. It is literally just to appease um, the the visual part of it and just to, to look like you're doing something. But I see that as, this is so fucking pointless. Who are we fooling here, people? Why do I need to go and act like I'm picking up liquid shit off the ground when we both know it does nothing and does not change the outcome of what's laying there um, at, at, at the bottom line like at all? But you want me to go and grab this bag and do it just for appearances. Appearances are fucking bullshit. And I'm so tired of people that will come down and try and be like this fucking rule master about, oh, well, you know, appearances are everything. They must be kept at all costs. I'm like, but what's the point? Like, this is such a stupid, petty thing. Like, what do you mean? Like, pick it up. It's a fucking, what am I supposed to do? Like, how do you, okay, do you spill, if you spill water, like, do, how do you clean that up, you know, besides bounty? And and I'm, I'm like, wait, like, I don't understand what you want me to do. So instead of just like, you know, leaving it where I did, like, hey, my bad, this will never happen again. Like, you know, I'm going to clean it up, whatever. I go back over to this lady and I hold the the dog back up and I'm like, hey, just want you to see it literally did not change things whatsoever. Like, thanks for being a fucking dumb bitch and like uh, demanding that I do this. Like, here you go. Here's 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 the fucking outcome. And she goes, no, I'm not going to look at it. No, I'm not going to look at it. And I was like, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. A minute ago, literally a minute ago, you just offered to do it for me. And like took a step towards the bags as if you were like, here, I'll just, you know, here, 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 I'll show you how it's done. But now you won't even look at the bag? Like, that's fucked up. What are you, you're like, this is such fucking bullshit. Like, you're a fucking hypocrite and you're full of shit. You're literally full of shit. Like, you're full of more shit than this fucking stupid ass bag that I'm holding inside out over my hand because you're like, it has less shit on it than you do. <gasps> And I'm like, look, no, no, no. I just want you to, I, I, like, please, please, just fucking humor me, right? I just want you to look at this because it literally did nothing. Like, there you go, you know. I'm, I, I hope you're fucking happy. And she's like, yeah, I am happy. You know, it's about rules. And I was like, it's a, like, <laughs> I don't know what you want me to do. It's fucking diarrhea. And then she says, well, listen, sir, you can go before the board and argue your case if you feel that strongly about it. And this is the point where I said, okay, in my head, I'm having this dialogue in real time. And I'm like, listen, 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 it's not worth it. It's not worth it because I don't have time for this stupid shit. And 
She has all the time in the world and literally prays for things like this to fucking happen and then give the Neighborhood Homeowners Association community in which we rent this condo, but like our stepdad owns it. So it's not like we're just like, we fucking belong here, okay? And (laughs) it's not going to be the talk of the town where there's some kind of a showdown between me and the board and there's like rumors and gossip that fly around and oh did you hear about fucking you know this person and this guy that like refused to clean up the dog diarrhea and like then it went to the board like I don't need that in my life that's small that's petty that's that's stupid and meaningless and pointless and that kind of shit is shit for people that have nothing else going on in their life so they cling to that little shit because it gives them this temporary feeling of oh my life has meaning because I enforce this rule or oh this is the thrill that I've been seeking for my fucking boring ass life like I'm like I'm not gonna give this bitch the satisfaction of that so quickly I say no 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 I'm not going to the board we're gonna squash this right now I am sorry mea culpa okay and she's like what does that mean and I'm like It's Italian. It means my bad, okay? I'm sorry. This will never happen again, but this ends right here because this is the last I ever want to hear about this. I promise you it'll never happen again, and we're not going to have this issue ever again, and I'm not going before the board. This ends today right now. And she's like, fine, you know, I listen, I'm just trying to look out for you. You know, I'm being nice and not recommending that you get fined. Now, the irony of this is I bet I, I will update you if this happens but this, t- this, this kind of shit happens, and she said that she wasn't going to do that. I guarantee she still complained to the board, and I guarantee she still mentioned it to somebody that went and fucking played tattletale, and then it gets back, and I end up getting a letter or like a, an official warning or some stupid-ass bullshit, and I'm just like, dude, you know, uh, that's the thing. is like people who, they say, okay, I'm going to keep my mouth shut, and then they don't, and then they just fucking blab, and... Uh, <laughs> I'm literally like, I'm so frustrated because I'm, I've had a long day. It's been a, it's been a, it's, it's just been a shit show literally all day long. And then I'm dealing with this bitch that's like talking about going before the board. And I'm just like, how did I even get here? And it's because I, I just, but I'm not going to roll over. And like, that's me for better or worse. And it's gotten me into some really big trouble. I mean, when I was a kid, you wouldn't believe the things that I said to people who were grownups, principals, fucking people of, of power and authority. And if I felt that they were full of shit and hypocrites, I was quick to let them know about it. I always have been. And I'll never, ever stop doing that is just calling out bullshit as I see it. And this lady who comes over here, that's trying to tell me about, oh, well, you need to do this because it's just what you do, man. I'm just like, no, 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 no. I get cleaning up after your dog, but when it's literally a liquid on grass, how the fuck do you expect me to clean that up? If I would have grabbed the dog bag and walked over there and just kind of like patted it into the grass, I guess that would have been fine. But since I walked away and left it and didn't make an attempt at all, even though the attempt would literally not have changed what was sitting there at all, this lady comes over and breaks my fucking balls. And we walked back, and I just, I was, at that point, like, I had been ready to laugh at the events of the day, but now it, it got me, like, pissed off again. And I was just like, dude, 
why is this happening to me? Why am I like getting into these arguments with with this woman in my neighborhood? And like, why is all this shit going wrong? And like, I just, uh, man, I showered, we laid in bed and it was an early night and that was my birthday. That was my fucking birthday, man. Like a literal shit show, a literal shit show. And I, you know, just for anybody that's out there wondering, like I kept it super cool to this lady. I argued my case. I get animated. I, 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 I raise my voice a little bit, no more or less than I just did. And I get to talking fast, but I am respectful when I, you know, I, I'm not going to just roll over and take it and just accept it and just be like, yep, love it. You know, oh, you're so right. Yeah. I'm going to do this even though it's fucking pointless. Like I really didn't even cuss at the lady. I think I said shit one time when I was talking about dog shit, but like, and you know, it's, it's what, what's, what's, what's so fucking rich is that when you're in a argument like that or a discussion, a heated debate, if you will, somebody will hear that, you know, you swear. And then I've had people all the time that are like, Oh, that like they they use that as their excuse to think that they're right, and that um you know now it's like oh since you swore now anything you say is invalid. It's like go the fuck up, like get the fuck out of here with that righteous indignation. Like let's be adults here. And if I say shit and that offends you, then get the I mean I like fuck off, man. But I really was respectful, but I wasn't gonna back down, and I and I didn't, and I I just I will put this up to a vote. Please send send me your take on this. But if your dog has diarrhea, do you clean up after it? How do you clean up after it? If you aren't like in your yard, okay, and maybe you have kids and a dog, and maybe if it's in your backyard, you would go back there if you're diligent about cleaning up after your dog and you would pour a bucket of water on it so it like kind of like dissipates. Or or just, you know, if you're in a park or a public space and your dog has diarrhea in the grass, what are you gonna do? You're going to let nature handle it and like let the rain wash it away? Or are you going to, you know, I, I, I don't know. What do you fucking do? Like, do you clean up after it? How do you clean up a liquid? Can someone please fucking riddle me that? And for anybody that, that is taking the side of this lady that's like, no, you should clean up after your dog. Please, let's just acknowledge. Can we just be honest about the fact that solid turds are one thing, very easy to clean up. 100% of the time, you should clean it up. Everybody that does that, doesn't clean up after the dog, you're a fucking loser. Society probably hates you, and you probably do a lot of other shit in life that people would get on you for, okay? But if it's diarrhea, what the fuck do you expect from me? What do you want from me? Other than some attempt to just like window dressing and appeasement? That's just fake shit. That's fake. It's fugazi. It's fugazi. It's fake. There's no point in it. And I just don't have time for meaningless things. And people that can't admit that, okay, yeah, it is pointless, but hey, it's just the way that we always do it. It's like, well, can we just like, I don't know, maybe can we reevaluate that then? Like if everybody knows that it's pointless and it doesn't make any difference, can we just maybe fucking like reexamine the way that society views this now? Because what good is it really doing anybody? How does this serve anybody, you know? Other than the people that feel like, I don't know, entitled to be like the rule keepers of of the people. You know, like, I'm like, get a fucking life, man. The next day on Sunday, it was a lot better than Saturday was. <laughs> Sunday was so much better, all right? Sunday, just kind of laid around, and Greggy and I napped pretty much all day, so it was really nice. And then we went over to my parents' house, and I had... Uh, 
this really fire meal that my mom makes. It's a it's like cauliflower rice with salmon and an orange glaze. It is dank. It's like one of the favorite meals that my mom will make. And I requested this, and um, she picked up a big cookie cake for me from Great American Cookie Cake. That's my move. Anytime I'm showing up to like a derby party or uh, I'm having a birthday, I want cookie cake. Okay, that's 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 like my thing. I've been having that since I was fucking born. And um, I had some mint chocolate chip ice cream. And everybody, I was really happy about this because everybody loved the mint chocolate chip ice cream and cookie cake combo. So I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that everybody was like, oh, I don't know about this. And then they had it and they were like, oh, this is awesome. I'm like, thank God, you know. Um and it was great, you know. I, I got to hang out. My one of my stepbrothers came over, Grayson and Jillian and my and my brother Matt. Everybody was over. Michael, mom, Greggy was like kind of mobbing through. He was feeling a lot better, you know, got a lot of rest. So he was all good to go. And um, we had a really nice dinner and we just really laughed the whole time thinking back to different stories and different uh, things that we've done over the years and just having kind of a reminiscing session and just everybody was just laughing and laughing and laughing and it was really just a a good time. You know, when you get around people that just make you laugh so hard that your cheeks hurt at the end of the night, that's a good group. That's how you know it's a good time, man. And we had that and uh, got some cake and ice cream. I, I received some really great... Um, heartfelt birthday cards and notes that were contained in them from my mom and my brother and mom and my stepdad and uh you know they they I got some uh some Lulu gear and I got some gift cards and um it was really a special birthday and even though it 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 was a it was a shit show okay 29 years old I mean a pretty insignificant year in terms of uh I don't know. I'm looking forward to 30. People say that your 30s are your 20s except with money. And I'm really hoping that by that time, this thing is is in full force and I am making some good money in my 30s. But we'll see. Okay, we'll see. Uh, I am looking forward to getting to 30. I'm not scared about it. I've got a baby face and I look fucking great. And I'm excited and for, for where I'm at. And I, I, you know, I was really, really um, closing thought, final thought is I was really happy sitting there holding up my cookie cake because a year ago, June 12th, 2020, I sat in a booth at P.F. Chang's as fat and as unhappy and as depressed as I've ever been in my life. And I took a picture and I almost look like a different person. My face looks like a different person. And I'm far from where I want to be target weight wise. Um, but if you look at the difference in my face between where I was a year ago and the picture that I posted on my personal Instagram at BennyTomp18 versus where I am today, it's like, it's it's two totally different people, I think. It's, it's crazy what a year a difference makes. We've been grinding so hard to get to that. And when I saw the pictures, I knew there was going to be a difference because I obviously have, have lost a lot of weight and look a lot better um, in my face and the rest of my body from where, where I was for a, a year ago. So I knew I was looking forward to it. I was excited. I was like, man, this is like a progress picture, right? This is a full year later. What's it going to look like? Where am I going to be at? And when I looked at the pictures, I was just so excited. I was so excited. So definitely go and, and check those out. And you can kind of see this little glow up. But um, 
looking at the pictures, I'm just, I'm really proud of the progress that I made over the last year. I talked about some of that stuff in the one year anniversary uh, episode that I was doing the other day. And um, it's, it's, we're a full year into this thing. I've got Chicago that I'm in the midst of right now. If you're listening to this, uh, I'm, I'm up there doing my thing and it's starting to take off and it's starting to really take shape. And, um, everything that I've done in the last year has led me to this point. Everything that I've ever done in my life, good or bad, all the people that I've ever talked back to and had to fucking pay the consequences of that, you know, uh, my big mouth getting in trouble. Um, all the things I've done, good or bad, they've led me to this point. And looking at what lies within the future, it's exciting because it's like, what's next for me, you know? And my response to that is, whatever I want. That's my mentality. If I say it, I'm going to make a plan to go and get it. I'm going to go up and get it. Throw me the ball, I'm going to fucking go up and get it. That's mine. That's my ball, all right? And with opportunities, whether it's personal stuff, career stuff, professional stuff, spiritual stuff, there's certain goals that I refuse to stop until I reach. And I'm looking out at the, the year that I have ahead of me and the future that I have ahead of me and I'm just thinking, man, I'm going to do it all. Like whatever I set my mind to, I'm going to do it, okay? And that's the mindset that you got to have if you believe in yourself and you're just like, you know what? I'm a bad bitch. Like I, you know, I am a bad bitch, you know? I'm a bad bitch. I'm a Gemini and I'm a bad bitch and I'm going to go up and I'm going to get it and whatever it is, if I say that I'm going to do it, then I'm going to do it and I'm going to find a way to do it. And I've been doing that all my life and I'm not going to stop now. So 29 years old, congratulations. Um, I always take, you know, at, at 23 years old, people celebrate that as being the Jordan year. But I, since I turned 24, it was the Champ Bailey and Charles Woodson year. And then when I turned 25, it's like Barry Bonds, Jason Giambi. Um, I turned 26, Le'Veon Bell, Saquon Barkley, 27, Vladimir Guerrero, and... Uh, who else was 27? Eddie George. Eddie George. 28. It's Curtis Martin. And it was somebody else. I can't remember. Um, but then I turned 29. And it is Cam Chancellor. And it's Eric Berry. And it's Eric Dickerson. And it's Adrian Beltre. And it's Derek fucking Bishop, baby. DBRB29. That's my boy. That's an OG right there. Youngins don't even know, man, but that is my ride or die. I don't care how long it's been since we talked. I will always rep for that motherfucker and love that motherfucker to death. And that was the last one that I posted because it's like, yo, y'all thinking like, you know, all this like national, oh, everybody knows these players, but that was a local one. And that's the one that I saved because I always save the best for last. So that's, I'm in my Derek Bishop year, you know, and next year will be my Curry year, but uh, I'm looking forward to what this year has in store for me because I know that it's going to be one hell of a ride and one hell of a story. All right, guys, if you enjoy this podcast and you want to see me continue to glow up and thrive, please leave me a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or for my people that don't have Apple Podcasts, you can do it on Facebook at Real Talk W T. Follow along on Facebook. Follow along on Instagram. The show page is there at that handle. 
or follow along on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram at BennyTomp18, and you can see some of the videos that I'm going to be doing. Now that I'm up in Chicago, I'm going to have some more people saying, hey, I ride with Benny T. There's going to be a lot of good content coming out on TikTok. I encourage you to go and check it out. Please send me your Uber stories or your life advice segments to realtalkwbennyt at gmail.com. Check out all the music that I use on the show on Apple Music and on Spotify at BennyTomp18. And be well, my friends. I hope that uh, you're well. Thank you so much to everybody that reached out to me on my birthday. It really means a lot to me. I mean, from the bottom of my heart, you don't understand what it means for me to to get those messages and, and, and read that stuff and just remind myself like, oh yeah, I do have people in my corner. Like, yeah, people do want to see me do well. It's not all, you know, pessimism and, and cynicism and everybody hates me and all these people want to see me fail and like all these haters, people trying to check me, drain my energy, take my vibe. Like, oh, wait a second. I do have people that think about me and that love me and that genuinely want to see me fucking thrive and be happy. I do have those people. And they thought about me enough on my birthday to reach out and let me know that they were thinking about me and to shoot me some kind words. Like, thank you, everybody that did that. Thank you. I will be back next week. Uber Stories Chicago Part 1. Gonna be a fucking banger. Until then, my friends, I'm Ben Tompkins. That's real talk.